It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 27 on the old radio comedy podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Today, we're bringing you another listener suggestion, The Couple Next Door, suggested by Brady Thompson of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Brady, thank you so much for the suggestion. The Couple Next Door started out as a radio series about a married couple, Ethel and Albert Arbuckle, and the show was called Ethel and Albert, appearing on the Blue Network from May 29, 1944 to August 28, 1950. It starred Alan Bunce as Albert and Peg Lynch as Ethel, who was also the creator and scriptwriter of the show. It began as a three-minute filler program on a local Minnesota radio station, KATE, between other programs, then expanded to 15 minutes, and later became a 30-minute show in its own right in the latter days of the golden age of radio. After it ended, Peg Lynch created another show, The Couple Next Door, which was essentially Ethel and Albert with a few changes. It aired on CBS Radio from December 30, 1957, to November 25, 1960, with the same two actors starring as the married couple, and Lynch continuing as a scriptwriter for each show. The name change was due to Lynch losing the rights to the original title. Now, The Couple Next Door was not performed in front of a live studio audience, and it did not use a laugh track, and each episode was only 15 minutes long. It's a great example of a radio show that coexisted with television when the golden age of radio was coming to an end. Now, sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh as we bring you the December 30th and December 31st, 1957 episodes of The Couple Next Door right after this brief message. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Good morning, dear. Wake up. Look outside. Dear, look. Oh, uh, Imagine no snow at all when we went to bed, and now look at it all. Uh, Isn't it lovely? Oh, yeah, oh. just lovely. I got to get out there and shovel the driveway before I get the car out. <laughs> Come on, now, get up. Oh. I made a surprise for you for breakfast. Those rolled egg pancakes you like with brown sugar inside. Oh, hey. <laughs> you said you were tired of the same old things for breakfast, so I made a New Year's resolution to be a better wife. And fix you some special things once in a while. Here's your bathrobe, dear. Oh, thanks. Now, look, Donnie, have I ever complained that you weren't a good wife? (laughs) Well, no, dear. (laughs) Come here. Good morning, darling. Good morning. Give me a kiss. (laughs) That's very nice. Hey, let's try that again. (laughs) Well, darling, I don't know. The pancake will be cold. Look, heck with a pancake. Oh, 
<laughs> Here, I, I fixed the pancakes specially. Oh, okay, okay, boy. You complain I'm not romantic, and then when I am. Oh, well. All right, look, Johnny, I'll shave and dress. I'll be down in exactly seven minutes. Now, where's the toothpaste? Well, hurry, because Betsy isn't awake yet. And I thought we could discuss a few things. There's the toothpaste. Yeah. Oh. Such as some New Year's resolutions. Yeah, you know what happens to New Year's resolutions. <laughs> well, now that Betsy is six and a half years old and understands so much, we should be much more careful not to quarrel in front of her. Quarrel? Who's quarreling? Big sakes. You get along better than any other couple I know. Look at the Buckley. Look at Watson. Oh, yeah, I huh? know. They're terrible. Yeah. I know we're not like that. Let's just say that some of our disagreements yeah. or discussions ought not to be in front of Betsy, you know, so yeah. she doesn't get a feeling of insecurity, you know. Yep, yep, yep. I guess you're right. In front of her, we should always be, you know, sweet and loving. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, honey, I'm never really mad at you. You know that, even when we disagree. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. But I thought if there were some things about each other that annoyed the other person, we ought to discuss them intelligently when we're alone. And the other person should accept it in the spirit it's given. Yeah, 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 I guess so. I need some more shaving cream. For example, there are probably dozens of little things I do, you know, that annoy you. Oh, I don't know about that, darling. You're just about perfect as far as... Where's my razor? Oh, you are too, dear. But I have made sort of a list. Where the heck is... What do you mean, a list? Here's your razor, dear, right here. What do you mean, list? Resolutions for us, dear. Now, we'll discuss it at breakfast. Now, hurry down, sweetheart. going to try and always be on time when we go places. Well, that's a good resolution, darling. By the way, these pancakes are marvelous. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Well, I won't interrupt your stories when you tell them in front of people. Fine, thank you, darling. Even when you have the facts wrong. Fine. What do you mean? And in the future, I resolve not to get annoyed with you when you strew the newspapers all over the floor, or when you use my comb and get hair oil on it, or when you leave the bath towel in a wet lump on the floor... Or when you finally decide after weeks to repair something, just when I get dinner on the table. Or oh, when you... Oh, wait a minute, will you? Your list of resolutions sounds more like a list of grievances about me. Oh, no, dear, not really. It's your home. You earn the living and you should be comfortable, you know. Boy, I certainly sound like a delightful person to live with. <laughs> you are. I only mention these things because if there's anything I do that annoys you, I, well, I'll try to change it. Oh, well, yeah, I can't think of anything. No, I know there are things I, I do, you know. No, no. Well, Don, look, come to think of it, there is. No. I just... No, 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 never mind, never mind. It's not no. important. Well, what is it? What? No, Don, look, you're just getting mad. Oh, well, why and... should I get mad? That, that's why we're doing this, you know. Well, uh, there. Now, look, it's nothing, darling, really, but you do have this little habit of saying, you know, you know, you know, huh? and you pack it on at the end of every sentence. Oh, <laughs> What do you mean? Well, I, I, I think we ought to do this, you know, and that's what I told her, you know, that that kind of thing. Oh. Well, thank you. I, I didn't even know that I did it. I, I guess we do get into careless speech patterns. Like you say, yep, 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 an awful lot. And you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You say that all the time, dear. I, you don't mind my telling you. Well, no, no, not at all, darling. I'm glad that I do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to watch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else I do that annoys you? Well, now, look, darling, I know it is silly, but I wish you wouldn't finish my crossword puzzle. I uh, didn't finish. Oh, oh Betsy, come on down, dear. 
We'll talk about this more tonight. Yeah, huh? yeah, you are right, darling. We really should be very careful in front of Betsy, not to have even the slightest disagreement or raise our voices. Yes, yes. You know, honey, anything like that can upset a child's emotional yes, security. It's true. And... <laughs> well, good morning, Betsy girl. You still sleepy, oh. sweetie? Uh-huh. You come here. Come on here. How's Daddy's girl? Huh? Fine, Daddy. <laughs> Mommy made pancakes today. Oh, I don't want any. I thought you loved pancakes, dear. I just want raisin toast. Oh. Oh, well, all right, dear. All right. But Pete says, why do you give in to her like that? She should eat what we're having, what's on the table. This business of always ordering her meals as though she's at the Waldorf Astoria and you just jump together. She hardly eats anything. I'm so glad to get anything down She should down eat her. what is on the table. When I was her age, well, by my... golly. Dear, <laughs> dear, dear, I, I know you're right, Daddy, but... <laughs> Oh, oh, well. You you see, Mommy made the pancakes for Daddy, Betsy. So even if you wanted one, you'd have to ask if you could have one of his. And I don't know whether he'd give you one. Yes, he would, wouldn't you, Daddy? Maybe if you ask him real nicely. Uh, May I have one of your pancakes, Daddy? Oh, yes, dear, of course. I'll go in the other room, get a clean ape and a syrup is sticky, and I don't want you to get it all over you, dear. Well, Pete, I certainly don't agree that that is the yes, right way to handle it. It is the only thing that works. Say no, and they want it. I'd rather be wrong than have a diet of starvation. No, if she's hungry, she'll eat. Oh. That is the key to the whole situation. And another thing is... We were not going to argue in front of her, and we have got to present a united, happy front. Mm. And if you recall, last night for dinner, she had two string beans, which I certainly do not... Oh, my... There's our girl in her pretty new apron. Well. <laughs> ah, she's... Oh! Oh! Your, your key! Your car keys! What? Oh, you just said the word key, and I suddenly remembered. I went out to the garage last night to see if you left the hammer out there, and when I locked the garage... I locked the garage door, I dropped the keys, and I couldn't find them. So I thought, well, we'll get them this morning, you know, when it's light. Oh, okay, okay, well, okay. Yeah. All right, you suddenly fly off and get so upset over things, and we'll find them. There's just... My car keys! Yes. But Pete thinks they're under four feet of snow. I know. That's why. Why I did thought... you take my car keys? I lost mine. Oh, not again. I've said many times we ought to have more than two sets of car keys. Two sets? We ought to have fifty-two sets at least once a week. You lose your keys. Now I got to shovel the front walk, the driveway, and look in the snow for the darn keys before I can even get the car out. Oh, where's my other overshoe? Daddy said darn. You eat your breakfast. I think you looked for the keys last night. I couldn't find the flashlight. There's your overshoe. And you were taking a bath when I came in. I didn't think you'd want to get dressed and go out and look for them. And I didn't know it was going to snow. I got an early appointment at the office and I... Oh, you lose the keys. You lose the flashlight. If you would put things back. Yes, you get through it. The flashlight is down on your workbench, Daddy. You had it yesterday. You, You eat your breakfast. I love you, Mommy. Thank you, dear. Daddy loves me, too. He's just joking. He's not really mad, are you, Daddy? No, 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 Daddy. Daddy just loves to shovel snow and look for our car keys underneath it. And Let's make kind of a game out of it, Daddy, shall we? Betsy can help shovel. Would you like that, Daddy? Oh, yes. <laughs> I want to shovel, too. And, Daddy, who finds the car keys first wins the prize? What oh, was this? Let's Daddy's in a hurry. He's got to you get... You and Mommy always said when people play games, they should start even. Yeah, that is true, Daddy. We have always said that, you know. Look, I... I... 
All right, okay, okay. Well, step on it, then. I think Daddy just wants to win the lollipop, don't you, Betty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little boy, mine blue heaven, and baby makes three. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Where do you think you dropped them? I told you I was standing right there, and the keys just flew out of my hand. <laughs> no, dear, uh, not yet. If you do find the keys, why don't you kind of toss them back in the snow over near Betsy? You know, so she's the one who finds them. Listen, you know. If I find the car keys, I'm not going to toss them back in the snow. I'm well, I just thought, you know, she likes to win, dear, and she's little. Now look, everybody enough. can't win. She's got to learn to be a good sport about things. I... Oh, look at the time. I am so late. Well, I'm sorry, dear. Yeah. I'll keep shoveling. Find them? No. No use, dear. We'll have to wait until the snow melts. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Here, here they are. Here they are. Here they are. Oh, you're Why don't Daddy find Oh, well, look, I'm sorry. I was cross. You know, you got excited, and I was late. Well, these are not my car keys. But they must be, dear. I took... Oh, I know it happens. That's right. That's right. Of course, I know. I I remember looking for your car keys, and I couldn't find them. And then I remembered this bunch of house keys, which also has a garage key. Then where in Sam Hill are my car keys? Oh, I don't know. I suppose in your pocket. Why don't you look, dear? Well, yes, he found the ones that were lost, dear, so he wins. Here they are. Here they are, right in my coat pocket. You should have looked. You win. Daddy, that's the lollipop? Yes, Daddy won. Here's the lollipop, Daddy. I don't want any lollipop. Oh, golly, all the time I've been sifting that snow and looking. No, no, Daddy found the key, so he wins the lollipop. No! Oh, let her have it. Let her have it? You're the one who just said she had to learn to be a good sport. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I've got to get the car. Shovel and shovel and shovel. We all shoveled. That was the game. I don't care. It isn't fair. Daddy had a bigger shovel. Daddy won the lollipop. Oh, look. I I just march right in the house and go up to your room. Go on. No, I hate you. All right, you pack your suitcase. We don't want anybody living with us who isn't a good sport. Oh, now, why are you just standing there? Don't the garage doors open? She hates it. Oh, all children say that when they don't get their own way. This may be one of her most vivid memories when she grows up, that her father took a lollipop away from her. Oh, and... go to work. I'm going in to see if she took off her overshoes before she traced upstairs. Uh, where's the car? The car! The car! Where's the car? You took it to Bailey's garage Saturday to have it checked. Didn't you pick it up? No. I forgot. I, I, how, how dumb can you get? <laughs> well, I just... anyhow, honey, we got the driveway shovel. Oh, poor Betsy. I don't know if she's got a chance of growing up to be normal with two parents like us. <laughs> well, come on, come on. i got to go and call a taxi. It's so late now that I... Look, you call a taxi, will you, honey? I'll just run upstairs and then see if... Uh... And see if what? Well, just see if Betsy's all right, you know, and say goodbye. You know what I mean. I do indeed, and don't you dare give her that lollipop. Oh, I certainly not. I wouldn't think of such a thing. Oh, I'll bet not. Don't give in. That's the whole point of this. Oh, Father, what's the use? Your taxi's here, dear. Yes, 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 yes. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Did you 
give her that lollipop? No, I did not. And tell her not to tell Mommy? No, I did not. I know better than that, for Pete's sake. I was very nice, but I gave her a little lecture on being a good sport, and she listened, and she understood, and we parted very good friends. So she doesn't hate you. <laughs> oh, I wasn't worried about that, oh. you know, really. Oh, where's my hat? My hat, my hat. Right there, right there. Oh. Well, I'm glad we taught her a lesson. Yeah, look what I got. Look mm -hmm. Oh, look, I'll, um, I'll pick you up about 6 o'clock. I'm taking you both out to dinner tonight, what? so dress up. Taking us out to dinner? How come? Well, well, she likes to dress up in her party dress, and, well, they give free lollipops to the kids at the Red Barn. Oh. And... Well, how did she swing the deal? Whenever I suggest eating out... Goodbye, darling, bye. You know, I'm going to stop worrying about my daughter and take a few lessons from her. Goodbye, darling. Goodbye. Goodbye. A Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Ellen Bunce with Madeline Pierce as Betsy and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Warren Sweeney inviting you to listen tomorrow to The Couple Next Door. Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch, and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunch. Stand still, stand still. Now, Betsy, let Mommy get the Band-Aid on. Of course it hurts, honey, then. I'll feel better in no time. Cookie party. Yes, of course. Pick out the one you want, Dan, in the box. Oh, there's Daddy. What's he doing home so early? Hi. You're doing home so early. Ah, uh, you know, with New Year's Eve coming on, nobody felt like doing any work, so we closed early. Oh. Hey, what's the matter with my girl? It makes me so mad that Mary Lou Kendall pushed her down and took her sled away from her. Betsy hit her head. Oh? There, there, don't. Look at the bump on her forehead. Well, now, honey, it's not too bad. Now, don't coddle her. It's just a little bump. Little bump? Look at it. Well, it is nothing, really. That it feels better already, doesn't it? No. <laughs> oh, now, come on, come on. Your daddy's brave girl. Mary huh? Lou pushed me down, and she kicked me. Kicked you? Yes, and she pinched me, too. Did you hear that? Did you hear yes, that? and I suspect somebody's getting too much sympathy. <laughs> She's going to make a very good story out of it. Well, I believe that those Kendall kids are just awful. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Betsy, what? now Mary Lou didn't just kick you and push you down for no reason, did she? What did you do, huh? Nothing. We were playing with the sled, and it was my turn, and she wouldn't let me have it. There, you see? Those Kendall children come up here all the time and take Betsy's things. Really, they've just been troublemakers in this whole neighborhood ever since they moved in a month ago. I think you ought to say something. Say something to who? To that Mr. Kendall. Well, then, Mother Mike, what would I say to him? His daughter is a head taller than Betsy, and she just bullies her. Now, honey, let kids fight their own battles. You're Betsy's father. You're supposed to be her protector. Honey, children always have their differences, and Betsy's got to learn to get along with people. Everybody has his faults, but you have to get along with your neighbor. You remember that, Betsy. Uh huh? Lots of times people do things you don't like, but you have to look for the things about them you do like, because we have to love our neighbors, don't we? Do you have to love them even if you don't like them? Well, yes, honey. Yeah, uh huh. And, and you remember that. Yes, 
Daddy. Can you get that, dear? No. I've got to get dinner in the oven. I didn't expect you home so early, and we're having a roast. Yeah, all right, all right. Hello. Yes. Oh, yes, Mrs. Kendall. <laughs> well, I guess the children did have a little fuss, but... <laughs> uh, well, now, just a minute. Who is it, dear? I beg to differ with you, but it so happened that it was Betsy's turn on the sled, and Mary Lou just pushed her down. My daughter's got a terrible bump on her head. It just missed her eye by a fraction. Dear, if it's the oil burner, man, it can come Thursday. I'll be home Now, look here, day. Mrs. Kendall. Are you implying that my child does not tell the truth? Well, let me tell you something about your children. I... I... Yes, just, just put him on the phone. Just just put him on the phone. I'll be glad to talk to him. It's the oil burner man, dear. It's not the up. oil burner man. Kendall. Mrs. Kendall accused Betsy of not telling the truth. Oh! What? I'm going to talk to him. Well, certainly... Hello. Can. Hello, Kendall. That's right. Certainly, I believe, my own child. Mary Lou threw a big rock and Betsy one day, too. You might get that in. Now, look here, Kendall. Considering the fact that it was my daughter's sled to begin with, it seems to me... It... Roughneck! Betsy, now, look here, Kendall. For a man whose kids are known around the entire neighborhood as troublemakers, it seems to me that... Yes, I'll repeat that. Troublemakers. Okay. I certainly would repeat it in person, by all means. Betsy? Oh, dear. No, Betsy! Yes? Come here. Yeah, come here. Now, look. Now, you answer your father truthfully. Is it true that Mary Lou deliberately pushed you down and took your sled when it was your turn? Yes, she did, All right, Daddy. all right. That's all Daddy wants to know. Thank you. Now, go on. Run outside and play. Go on. No. Go on. Do as Daddy says, dear. Your things in the kitchen. And put a sweater on, too. It's not cold. Put your sweater on. Oh, that was Now, dear, don't get too excited. Remember, you did say kids should fight their own battles and maybe... Look, she's only six years old. She's just a baby. If I don't stand up for her, who will? Yes, yes. Now, look, you better go and get dinner. I'll handle this situation. He's coming right over. With him. Okay, 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 okay. Now, don't lose your temper. No, no. You never can think of anything to say when you lose your temper. Listen, if he wants to start something, he's I'm... bigger than you are. He's at least six foot three. Listen, I don't care. He is? He looks it. Now, look, I've got no intention of fighting. I'm just going to be very calm and dignified. Uh -huh. They want to be unpleasant and nasty. Like, and we don't have to stoop them. No, 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 no. no, no. I... <clears throat> I'll get it. I'll get it, dear. Good evening, Kendall. Mrs. Kendall. Evening. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Evening. Won't you sit down? No, thank you. No, thank you. Fred? Yes. Now, you were saying something on the phone about our children being neighborhood troublemakers, I believe. Well, Mr. Kendall, I think we ought to start at the beginning. I would be I... glad to start at the beginning. I would like to know why every time Mary Lou comes over here to play with your daughter, she comes home crying. Isn't that right, Fred? That's right, Eleanor. Before we go any further, it should be made clear that it was Mary Lou who not only kicked Betsy, but pushed her down. My child never has any trouble playing with other children, Mrs. Kendall. My Mary Lou has always gotten along beautifully with all her little playmates. The point is, Mrs. Kendall, it was Betsy's slam. And it was Betsy's turn to have it. Well, I don't think that has anything to do with it. It has everything to do with it. You can't expect to have a discussion of a subject unless you get right down to the basic problem. You've got to have a logical premise. And if I may say so, you're a fine one to talk about logical premise. The way you've been shouting in the businessmen's club to widen the main street. I think the main street ought to be widened. Our traffic well, what's it going to do to my business? I'm just getting started here with a new store. Fine thing to have the street torn up for six months. We're supposed to be discussing the children, I believe. 
The point is, Mrs. Kendall, it was her turn to have it, and it seems to me... It seems to me that since Betsy's been down to our house millions of times, and Mary Lou's always willing to share her things... Millions of times is, I believe, a slight exaggeration, Mrs. Kendall. Dear. Well, why say millions of times? Betsy's only six years old. She certainly hasn't been galloping down to the Kendalls ten thousand times a day. Well, she's certainly there a good deal of the time, and not once when she's left has she ever said... Thank you, Mrs. Kendall. I had a lovely time. Well, maybe she didn't. Dear. <laughs> no, I'm mean, just joking, after all. I think perhaps we're making a mountain out of a molehill here. As I said to my wife, really, kids ought to fight their own battles, you know? I spend hours teaching my children to have nice manners. Then when they see Betsy acting the way she does... What do you mean, acting the way she does? An only child is inclined to be, um, well, shall we say a little spoiled? Spoiled? Well, spoiled? Well, I dislike saying this, but after all, when your children are known in the whole neighborhood for being troublemakers... Now, just a minute. Everyone says so, Mr. Kendall, and I certainly think it starts trouble when your daughter refuses to let Betsy have her own sled when it was her turn to slide. We teach and our children to share things. That's right. We believe in sharing things. Obviously you do. I believe you're still sharing my ladder you borrowed a month ago. Come on, Eleanor. You'll have your ladder back in ten minutes. Thank you. Just put it in the garage. Oh, oh dear. Wait, wait, I will see I... to it that Mary Lou does not come up here to play anymore and take your daughter's thing. We'll see to it that Betsy isn't down there millions of times. Come on, Eleanor. Look, there are certain people that you don't... What's happened? Oh, Mrs. Kendall's lying in the snow. Oh, what? Oh, what happened? Why don't you shovel off your pork stack? They are shoveled. I got ashes on them. Oh, dear, Mrs. Kendall, are you all right? Just don't speak to me, please. Come along, Eleanor. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Now, get in the house. Here, get in the house before well, you catch cold. You think she's hurt? Certainly she's not hurt. Look at her. She's prancing off down the sidewalk. She's just mad. I don't see why she's so mad. The whole neighborhood complains about the way the Kendall kids act. Their son broke the Johnson's garage window. He beat up the Davis twins. Ah, like he father, like son. They just take after their parents, I guess. Some people just ask for trouble. Mm, makes you wonder, though. Is our child spoiled? Mm, I suppose a little, but kid mm. isn't. But she's certainly not a roughneck. No. Seems to me she's got pretty good manners for yes, a six-year-old. Yes. Well, I hope so. But you never know how they act when you're not with them. I think it's terrible she's never thanked Mrs. Kendall for being there. Oh, look, that's what Mrs. Kendall said. Does her child say it to you every time she's been up here? Well, no, not every time, but she has said it. I'll admit that. <laughs> How do you like what I said when he said he believed in sharing things? And I said, obviously you do. You're still sharing my ladder. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Obviously you do, yeah, I said. I heard you. Yeah, you know, I suddenly remembered it. And you know that he still had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing was so unpleasant. <laughs> Look, we can live without the candles. Now forget it. And get me some dinner, will you, sweetheart? This tonight's paper? Mm-hmm. I think so. What is she in? Betsy? What are you into out there? Come here, dear. Well, I wanted to get two cookies for us. Well, you can't have cookies right now. It's too close to dinner time. You know. For us? Who's us? Mary Lou. Mary Lou? Are you playing with Mary Lou? Uh Uh-huh. I thought you didn't like her anymore. Yes, I like Mary Lou. She's my best friend. Thought you two had a fight. No. Oh, I guess so. I forgot. That was a long time ago, Daddy. Long? It isn't even an hour. Never mind. You can play outside until dinner time. Run along, dear. (laughs) Jenny, how do you like that? They're friends again, and now we're not even speaking to the parents. (laughs) Oh, our children. Maybe we ought to take a lesson from them, huh? Yeah. Honey, why don't you call the Kendalls up and apologize? Apologize? I mean, tell them what's happened, you know, and we'll make a little joke of it. You know, look at the funny side of it. Mm, yeah. So, you know, I don't really like that guy very much. No. Well, look, we're, we're living in the same neighborhood. 
And it's awfully hard on you not to be in speaking terms with somebody. You've got to remember all the time you're mad at them so you don't forget and say, hello, you know. Yeah. All right, I'll give Kendall a call. And you don't need to bother calling. There he comes, lugging your ladder. Put on a coat, dear. No, no, I'm okay. I'm what? not cold. I look... All right, all right, all right. Bad as bad. He's headed for the garage. Kendall! Uh, Fred! <laughs> Fred, l- l- listen, I... I... I figure we ought to start the new year right, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's, our kids seem to have made up. Seems kind of silly for us to go on with something that... We've just <laughs> called the doctor. What? Mary Lou, what are you doing here? Now, come on home. My wife seems to have injured her ankle on your icy front steps. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just hope you carry liability insurance. Good day. And you come on home, Mary Lou. Come on. You're right. What, 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 the, 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 What's the matter, uh, Daddy? Can't you learn to get along with your playmates? I get along with Mary Lou, all right. Can't you get along with Mr. Kendall, Daddy? Get in the house. Go on, hurry up. Get in the house. And how did it go, dear? Wash your hands, Betsy. Dinner's ready. What's the matter? Seems Mrs. Kendall hurt her ankle on our steps. We may be sued. Sued? Oh, why, nobody does that sort of thing in this neighborhood. Listen, <laughs> this Kendall guy would do anything. You can see he's just a loud mouth, cheap... I, I, I can't stand either one of them. They're oh, everything that's... Oh, he's your neighbor, Daddy. You said we should love our neighbors, didn't you? Betsy, go wash your hands, Betsy. You said even if they did things you didn't like it. Betsy, uh, don't bother Daddy right now. Go on. Then you say that, Daddy. Yes, yes, yes. Well, then you should love Mr. Kendall. All right, all right. I love Mr. Kendall. Oh, uh, Mrs. Kendall. Yes, fine. All right. I love Mrs. Kendall, too. There. You see, Daddy loves him. Now, now, go on. Wash your hands, Betsy. Go on. Boy, now all we need is to have her go running around the neighborhood saying that her daddy loves Mrs. Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) Look, after this, after this, when she has a fight, don't get involved. As I said to begin with, let kids fight their own battles. Eat your dinner, then maybe you can ride to the station when Daddy picks up Grandma. Sure. Oh, Grandma's coming. Mm-hmm. She'll be with you tonight while Mommy and Daddy go to a New Year's party at the Armbrewsters. Armbrewsters? Thought we were going to the club. Oh, no, dear. They asked us ages ago, and I just couldn't get out of it. Oh, my gosh. A whole evening with them. Well, look, we'll spend the evening playing charades and all sorts of cute guessing games, and they'll serve that awful concoction they call Pink Punch. But don't you love the Armbrewsters, Daddy? Yes, of course he does, Betsy. Daddy loves everybody. I know somebody doesn't like that darn income tax man. Now, look here, young lady. You watch what you... Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. That's what the book says. This is the difficult age. Mm. Which one isn't? Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce, with Madeline Pierce as Betsy, Charles Mendick as Mr. Kendall, and Dorothy Duckworth as Mrs. Kendall, and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Roger Foster inviting you to listen tomorrow to The Couple Next Door.
Those were the very first two episodes of The Couple Next Door, brought to you by the suggestion of our listener, Brady Thompson of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Thank you so much, Brady. If you'd like to suggest a show for a future episode of this podcast, or leave us a comment overflowing with praise and adoration, visit us at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast and leave a message. Please include your name and location. That's it for today. Tune in next time for another classic comedy broadcast right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. And remember, the domestication of the dog continues to this day, unabated. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thank you so much for listening. La, 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 la,